It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk to you. I remember Recorded one of many, many years ago, and he said, okay, you're saved. Now it's time for your mouth to get saved. <laughs> How many of you could use a little salvation in your mouth? All right. I, knew, I knew that this would be for you today. I picked the right place to preach this message. This will help you. First Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But now that I have become a man, I'm done with childish ways. And I put them aside. How do children talk? Well, two things I'll mention. Number one, they almost always talk about themselves. What they want, what they like, what they need. And number two, they talk way too much. Yeah, amen. There's that guy again. I like him. All right, now, just in case you maybe are wondering if I'm right about this confessing the word out loud thing, I want to take the last little bit of time that I have here, and I want to talk to you about making a complete turnaround today. And instead of continuing to talk about things in your life as if they're always going to be the way they are right now, don't ever say, this is never going to change. You're never going to change. I'm never going to have any money. I'll never own a new car. Don't say that kind of stuff. Say what God says. If you think that what I'm saying is, you're, not, you're just not sure that it's scriptural, I want us to look at Ezekiel 37, the first 10 verses. You can argue with me, but you can't argue with the word, not if you're smart. Ezekiel the prophet, the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. And he caused me to pass round about among them, and behold, there were very many human bones in the open valley or plain, and behold, they were very dry. Maybe there's somebody here today and you feel like your life at this point is nothing but a bunch of dead, dry bones. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, Oh, Lord God, you know. You're the only one that knows. And then again, verse 4, he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Oh, you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Come on. Oh, you dead, dry bones, you miserable, wretched life. You empty bank account. Hear the word of the Lord. 
He's going to love it. Thus saith the Lord God to these bones. Behold, I will cause breath and spirit to enter you, and you shall live. In other words, you can look at any circumstance in your life, and you can say, you will change. You will change because God is greater than you are. And his word is greater than you are. And I will lay sin you upon you, and I will bring flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and I will put breath and spirit in you, and you, dry bones, shall live. And you shall no understand and realize that I am the Lord, the sovereign ruler, who calls for loyalty and obedient service. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a thundering noise, and behold, a shaking and a trembling and a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews upon the bones, and flesh came upon them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath or spirit in them. So he didn't just quit and say, oh, well, it almost worked. Something happened, but still no life. Then God said to him, prophesy to the breath and the spirit. Son of man, and say to the breath and the spirit, thus says the Lord, Come from the four winds, O breath and spirit, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath and the spirit came into the bones, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great and a mighty host. I started out 42 years ago with a notebook and a Bible. And I wrote down 65 things that God's Word says were mine through the blood of Christ. Not one of them was a fact in my life at the time, but it was the truth of God's Word. I hope in some way, shape, or form, God is using these words of mine to speak a word to you that is so clear. No matter what the facts are in your life, God's word is greater than those facts. Do you hear me? Nobody has got so many dead, dry bones in their life that things can't change. But you're going to have to Get this the truth in your life and you keep it up 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 until the devil shuts up. Amen. Well, nothing reveals more about our true character than the words that we speak. Because out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Let's become people who speak life into other people as well as ourselves. Bring your conversation into agreement with God and you will see amazing things happen in your life. Today we're offering you a couple of resources that I really want to encourage you to have. The Power of Words or Teachings and a Power Words book so you can read, you can listen. You really need to learn the importance of your words. I was in church for many, many years before I ever, ever had anybody teach me that. And this is something that I think it's very important for you 
to learn as well as it was important for me, it's important for everybody. So please get these resources today. It's simple, it's practical, but it's powerful. Your words can change your life. Very few things impact us more than the words we speak. Words can inspire us or they can wound us. Let Joyce's book, Power Words, and her four-CD series, The Power of Words, help you transform your life by aligning what you say with God's Word. These powerful resources are available today for your gift of $25 or more. Our words are containers for power, and they can carry positive power. They can add benefit to all the people around us and add benefit to our life, or they can carry negative power that harm us and hurt us. To order, call us toll-free at 1-800-727-9673 or visit us at JoyceMeyer.org. Pack your bag. We're taking the Love Life Women Conference to Tampa, Florida, and you're invited. Worship with Natalie Grant. And Elevation Worship. Featuring Joyce Meyer and her guests, Priscilla Shire. Lisa Harper, Sarah Jakes Roberts, and Dave Meyer. Early bird pricing ends May 31st, so register today. Come on, you know this is going to be an amazing weekend. Space is limited. This one will sell out fast. Register today. So the Bible is God's manual to help us navigate life. But life often gets in the way of knowing the Bible finding the time, knowing where to begin, and discovering what this all means to you. We understand, and we'd like to help. At JoyceMeyer.org slash study, you'll find free resources to help you get more out of the Bible, whether you're a new Christian or have been walking with Christ for years. So jump in today. The Word. It's free, it's mobile, and it's tailored for you at JoyceMeyer.org. We hope you have enjoyed today's program. Please contact us or visit JoyceMeyer.org to share your prayer requests, see the conference schedule, or partner with us in sharing Christ and loving people all across the globe. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Joyce Meyer Ministries. You cannot blame and be blessed at the same time. You can play the blame game or you can be blessed, but you can't be both. Keep up to date with the Hillsong channel on social media. The idea of just being family, I think, is so powerful. And access exclusive content, like live videos, behind-the-scenes photos, inspirational posts, and moments from some of your favorite shows. Plus, information on how, when, and where you can watch episodes of programs you may have missed. Simply search at Hillsong channel on social media and get connected today. Well, the
Song Channel is such a blessing to us and the opportunity to take television around the world. We're excited that the team that's with us and this is growing. By team, I mean you. And I would love you to become part of a subscription where we will send you a team box. In other words, every month you will get all sorts of books, resources, information that will help you to feel like you're part of our team and will help us to take this great message forward. Introducing the Hillsong Team Box, an exclusive monthly subscription that delivers everything Hillsong directly to your door. Here's how it works. Each month, we'll send you the Hillsong Team Box full of exclusive resources at 50% off, free shipping in the U.S., and no hidden fees. A combination of worship, books, t-shirts, apparel, devotionals, and more. Join a group of people across the globe who are bringing the hope of Jesus to humanity. Visit hillsong.com forward slash team to join today. The Bible says if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The only sin that God can't overpower is the one you won't confess. I said the only sin that the cross can't overpower is the one you won't confess. The only shame that, that the grace of God cannot cover is the shame you won't confess. And so we bring it out into the light so that we can live in undivided devotion. Why did I decide to preach on 1 Corinthians 7? I don't get it. Love my office, Christ, love the church. Pretend like she's not there. Then I got to that, that fourth one. He gives five examples. This is Paul's Fab Five. He said, like, there's five really important things. He said, those who have lives as if they didn't. Those who mourn as if they didn't. Those are happy as if they were not. The fourth one, I started to see it, though. He said, those who buy something as if it were not theirs to keep. Huh. So you're telling me that my marriage is a trust, not a possession. And see, it, it's interesting. He uses a word here. The New Testament was written in Greek. And in, in Greek, the word that he uses means to hold on to inappropriately. When he says buy stuff, when you buy stuff, don't hold on to it inappropriately. It, it, it's all in how you hold it. It's all in how you hold it. A, a relationship's life or death has to do with how you hold it. He says it's how you hold it. And then he says, here's the fifth one, he says, those who use the things of this world. Corinth was a very busy city, a very commercial city, and, and, and a city of, 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 of continual commerce. And he said, those of you who use the things of this world as if not engrossed by them. So it's, it's how you hold it, and it's whether or not it has a hold on you. Now, what we do in marriage is we turn the marriage into something that it was never meant to be. I should call the series meant, meant to be. I should, have, I should have had the foresight to do that. We, we try to make marriage something it wasn't meant to be, and we try to make the other person something that they weren't meant to be. And so the Bible says that he who finds a wife finds a good thing, but we try to turn a good thing into a God thing. And then we set up the marriage as an idol in our life. And when the marriage can't give us what only God can give us, 
we become disappointed with the institution of marriage and the person that we're married to. And Paul says, you've got to hold this thing differently. Because if you hold it like this, and if you let it hold you like that, he's using these examples. What a masterful preacher. Because I thought Paul was just going on a tangent about, like, you know, he's talking about marriage, and he's talking about babies, and he's talking about dying, and he's talking about buying stuff. And I'm like, well, which is the Paul? He said, it's all the same thing. I'm trying to show you that, that, that in the complications of relationship and in the complications of life, keep it as simple as possible. Keep it. It is not, it's, it's not simple all the time, but approach it with a single eye and a single focus. So, so how do I know if I'm becoming unnecessarily complicated? Okay. Number one. I'm not going to list this quick. This, this is my fab five. How to know if you're being unnecessarily complicated in a relationship. Drive on the play, okay? It's going to be a 15-yard penalty for each of these that you're guilty of. And do not nudge the person next to you. This list is for you. Find yours. It might be all five. Unrealistic expectations create unnecessary complications. Bring somebody! Okay. Unrealistic expectations, amen, of other people, of other people. Well, you know, you're just not who I thought you were. Like you're who I thought you were. You don't look the same as you did in the window display either once I got you home. So, hey, hey, I thought you would always, I thought you would always. And we make good thing a God thing. Unrealistic expectations of others. Unrealistic expectations of God. Some of you are expecting things from God that he didn't promise you. You're expecting him to make it easy. He never said the way would be easy. He just said that when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he would be there with you. Now, if you think he said he would always take you up high and he always would take you through the easiest route, the the path of least resistance, you're going to be mighty disappointed because of an unrealistic expectation. It's not that God is limited. It's just that we don't sometimes understand how he's promised to operate, so we get surprised and caught off guard, and then we want to walk away from our relationship with God. Unrealistic expectations of others. Unrealistic expectations of your God. How about unrealistic expectations of yourself? Some of you are projecting your disappointment with yourself on other people. And you feel like everybody in your life is disappointed with you, frustrated with you, fed up with you. The reality is you're fed up with you. You're frustrated with you. You're disappointed with you because you're trying to do too much that God didn't call you to do. And now you're draining your relationships because your heart is like in a leaky bucket because you've got so many expectations of yourself. You, you know, in marriage, what causes unrealistic expectations, of course, is unex- unexpressed expectations. We never just talk about it. You can actually be in a relationship with somebody giving them what you think they need from you and they don't even want it. And then neglecting to give them something that they really need. Like me and Holly, are the majority of our tense conversations, I think, early in marriage, we never had like throw stuff across the room fights, but, but we used to get, I remember this question, such a simple question, used to cause so much unnecessary complication in our relationship. She would ask me, 
what do you want for dinner? Now, when I hear what do you want for dinner, I think you want me to choose what I want to eat. No. See, because marriage is subject to a lot of interpretation and there's a lot of guesswork involved. And so I would just answer because I think this is an essay question. And so I'll say, uh, pork chops. No, I like the pork chops. She's a great cook. She wanted, she wanted to do a nice thing for her husband and cook and all of that. And so, but then she said, well, I don't have pork chops. I guess that's, so I'm like, well, um, pasta. Well, we're out of angel hair. I have to go to the store or you have to go to the store. Um, can we make this multiple choice? Because it took us years. She, I mean, she's really trying to do what she thinks a wife should do. She's like trying to give me food. But what she didn't know, there is only one thing that I really need dinner to be soon. That's it. Soon. Now. I don't care. I don't care what it is. Big turkey. Just now. Just now. I can subsist. I can compromise. Just get started. It took us years, didn't it? It took us years to realize you're trying to be helpful and I'm trying to be considerate. But, but really, it was just a... I mean, who knows? If we would have got that years earlier, we might have seven kids. I don't know, but it could have been a whole different marriage. Oh, we got it now. Everybody say, unrealistic expectations create unnecessary complications. I had to really think about it. It's a pretty complicated point. Ironic. Unrealistic expectations. How about imaginary scenarios? You ever deal with any of those? It's unnecessary complication. <laughs> you're, you're allowing your energy to be eaten away by something that may not ever happen to you. And even if it does happen, why live through it twice? Once in your mind and once in your real life. I don't need a preview. Sucks enough as it is. And... um. I know we've got to think about things and think into the future, but we can't live in the future. We can't affect the future. In the future, we can only affect it from now. So all this time we spend playing out stuff, there's all these conversations you have with yourself in your head, you know? I wonder who's texting you at this hour. Sounds hideous. Have you seen that commercial? She sounds hideous. What if, 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 You know, I remember the Old Testament prophet Elijah. He went running one time. He went running from a woman called Jezebel, and Jezebel said she was going to kill him, and so he was scared he was going to die, so he ran. But years later, Jezebel died, but Elijah never died. When the Lord wanted to take him, he took him up to heaven in a whirlwind. He was one of the only people in history that didn't actually die. God just took him. And so he went to heaven, but without dying. And God spoke to me one time about that thing. He said, you know what? Sometimes you're running from something that you're never even going to have to face. You're going to create complications by messing with them. Some of us, we create complications in our relationship by actually thinking that our wives want their problems solved. They don't. They want their problems heard. So just do it like this, just like one-word answers. And she's walking you through the thing. 
you know, with her mom or whoever. Just go, what? Crazy. Stop. No. It's just that you're the best. Try it for a week. That's your MMA, Monday morning application. Limit yourself to those four words. What? No. Stop. Crazy. <laughs> Things will happen. It'll lead to a duty call. Sorry, I get loose on the last bit. Imagine it. So, so I've been, you haven't noticed, but I've been preaching from a new device today. I'm trying to, I got this big iPhone, the 6 Plus. I'm so dysfunctional, and I know it. Like, okay, I want the little iPad and the big phone. What's wrong with me? <laughs> Why? Well, I do actually have a good reason for this. I want to have all my sermons on my phone, and the little phone, I can't see it good enough. But I feel like on this tablet, I might be able to just preach from my phone. And what would be awesome about that is I could be a portable preacher. So, like, any time, like, I could keep my sermons in my back pocket. And then if I run into you in the grocery store and say maybe you're going through a challenging time, I could just whip it out like a little pistol. And in the grocery store, church can break out, and I'll have a sermon for you. I'm going to try it on, on, on my phone. Put somebody next to you say, whip it out. Go! Go! No. Um, they showed me, and, and I kind of wonder, you know, did, did I really need the new phone? But I think I do because how many of us can just agree together in Jesus' name that group texting is from the devil? It does not come from God. He is not pleased with it. It is not a blessing. It is a part of the curse. But on the new, because up until now, with the old operating system, you, you just were stuck. If you, got, if you got caught up in a group text about who's bringing the baked beans, it was just, you know, 19 rounds of awful. And, uh, but not anymore because they got this. I've got to show you this. Put it on the screen. With the, um, this is a group text between me and um, Chunks and Huey Lewis, you know, Larry Hubecka, and Wade Joy, you know, that's Bill Strickland, and Josh Blackson from Yoshi. Josh Flaxen is the worst texter ever, by the way. Amen. He is indecipherable. If you ever get a text from him, delete it. Save your brain. This is Arabic, people. It's horrible. And so, but look, you can do it on a group text. And, you know, before it was just moved back and forth. So we were group texting on something the other day. But look, they showed me this on the new operating system. And I'm sorry for the Apple product placement here. But look at the bottom of the screen. Do you see that option there? It wasn't on there before, but there's a new option for group text, and it's called Leave This Conversation. I'm kidding with excitement about this new button. You know, God told me to tell you, you need to find this button in your mind. 
need to find this place. Because there's some conversations that are going on inside of you that are complicating your thought process, and they're messing with you, and they're sabotaging you, and they're bringing you doubt and discouragement, and it's not even what's happening. It's just what if, 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 what if. Oh, but you can find that button and say, no devil, I don't want to hear it anymore. I'm opting out of this nonsense. Come on, tell somebody next to you, I got one less problem without you. Imaginary scenarios, one less, one less problem. Uh-oh. You want the last ones? I can go quick. Do you want them? If you don't want them, I don't need them. I know I'm going to put them on the screen. All right. I, I'll go quick. This might be what's unnecessarily complicating your life. Approval addiction. You got too many people showing up in the stadium to watch you make your decisions. You got too many members of parliament. Well, what's my mom going to think? Well, what's my mom going to think? Listen, listen. You need to listen to other people. But you can't live or die by the approval of other people. I can talk about that. I talk about them another time I'm here every week. Regret and resentment. And I put them together because, well, regret is what I did that's distracting me from what I'm supposed to do. Resentment is what you did that's distracting me from what I'm supposed to do. But what they both have in common is they're both supposed to be behind me, not in front of me. And that's what Paul said. He said, um, he said, he said, forgetting those things which are behind, I let go of that. You're holding on. Some of you are holding on to it the wrong way, and some of you are holding on to the wrong thing. You're not supposed to hold on to anything back there. How can you take hold of what's out there? And so it's, it's, it's letting go back here. So, so we come into relationships, and we bring all of these other people with us. Some of you are punishing your wife for something that your first wife did or didn't do distrusting and mistrusting your husband because of something that your father didn't do. And we'll never take hold of God's power in our relationships while we're holding on to regret and resentment or while we're holding on to toxic secrets. The stuff inside, it it complicates life because, see, now my life is about hiding. And there are men in the church who are irritated and aggravated with your wife because there's something that you're hiding in your own life. And there are places that you're going, there are things that you're doing. I think that's why, you know, we all deal with sin in our lives. But when you turn that sin into a secret, that's when it begins to sabotage you. Now, I see several people leaving. If you can give me five more minutes, I can finish this sermon. I'm still on time. That's why you got to get in one of these e-groups if you can, or get some people around you so that the sin doesn't become a secret so it can strangle you. Because the secret has power until you confess it. Then when you confess it, the Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sin and cleanse us 
from all unrighteousness. The only sin that God can't overpower is the one you won't confess. I said the only sin that the cross can't overpower is the one you won't confess. The only shame that, that the grace of God cannot cover is the shame you won't confess. And so we bring it out into the light so that, so that we can live, Paul says, in undivided devotion. This is the goal. Undivided devotion. Undivided devotion. Not to live with undivided attention. That's impossible. It's not going to happen. They die. Then you'll only focus on Jesus. But until then, my attention is divided. But my devotion doesn't have to be. That's what he said, verse 35. Final verse of the series. Sin is for your own good, not to restrict you, but that you may live. This is what God wants for you, single, married. That you may live in a right way. What's the right way? In undivided devotion to the Lord. So, my favorite marriage scripture that nobody ever preaches as a marriage scripture, it's, it's about two sisters, and I think it could really be about a husband and a wife too. He just showed you real quick. Jesus is stopping through, and he needs something to eat. And it says they were on their way. Luke, this is Luke 10, 38, if you want to look it up later. All of you Sunday school people know where I'm going with this. But he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to Jesus. Is it a good thing or a bad thing to open your home to Jesus? Yeah. Being Martha loved Jesus? So but she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Look how I said it. They had to be made. Like, you can't get away from your responsibilities. You can't check into a monastery after church today. You can't take a year-long sabbatical to get your... They have to be made. But the problem was her approach. She's holding much because she came to him and she asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. That's crazy to me. Like, all in that one little conversation, we just saw all five of these things. Unrealistic expectations. I thought she was going to help. Imaginary scenarios. The way I saw this playing out. Approval addiction. Don't you care, Lord? Regret and resentment. I hate Mary. And then toxic secrets. I want to kill her. So, they're all five right there. But look. He said, he said, Martha. Verse 41. And I always heard preachers beat up on Martha. Martha, Martha. He didn't say it like that. I know he didn't. I know he didn't. Because she was about to feed him. Jesus loved Martha. <laughs> Martha, Martha, Martha. Maybe he had to say it twice because first time she didn't hear. She'd been busy talking. Martha. M- Martha. You are worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed, or indeed only one. Now, I've been taught all my life to put Jesus first, but that doesn't work. Because that separates him out from everything else. Jesus, then my wife, then how does that work? Paul says, live as if Jesus was not first on your list, but that he was the center of your world. Not, not as if he was just first. Check, I went to church. Check, I read my Bible. Check, I prayed. Bring everything, all the relationships, all those things, and make them the center. 
Few things are needed or indeed only one. I hear you, Lord. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these secondary interests. Mary has chosen what's better and it will not be taken away from her. For the world and the things therein are passing away, Paul said. But if we could get our focus on telling the church, if we could just have Christ-centered relationships, if we could make him the driving priority in our relationships, all these things, they'll line up and they'll circle around the throne and they'll have to bow to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Stand on your feet. I'm praying. We're closing. Thank you, Jesus, for every, every marriage, every relationship, every one of your children who today have heard your word. Now, I pray that this word would not just be heard, but that it would be obeyed. That you would search our hearts, Lord. Say it out loud. Search my heart, Lord. Be the center, Jesus. Now, Lord, we ask that, that you would come and take your rightful place in our lives. We've been distracted. We admit it. And can I tell you one more thing? Look at me one more time. It wasn't that Martha wasn't supposed to serve Jesus. I think it's that Jesus wanted her to sit at his feet before she served. She, She just got it out of order. And maybe that's why your relationships are struggling, because you got it out of order. Can you, can, can you feel this? Is this, is this? You got it out of order. So God, put us in order. We, we, want, we want to seek first at the center of your kingdom and your righteousness. Thank you for your presence. All right, let's interact for a moment. Just pretend like I'm there with you. Have you ever experienced a challenging relationship? Holly, do this. Do this. Okay, be careful how you respond if you're sitting in your living room watching this with your spouse or someone that you love. The, the truth is, relationships are challenging by design. It's how God grows us. Right. But it's his intention for you to do more than just survive your relationships. I believe he wants you to thrive in them. Yeah. And his word gives us the tools to make that possible. So today, I have a special, most requested resource that I want to send to you. It's called Meant to Be. It will show you some of the Bible's best-kept secrets about <laughs> sex, marriage, and being single. It's so good. And it's really not just a relationship series. This resource truly has the power to impact your life. We've heard stories of marriages that were restored and single people that learn to embrace the season that they're in instead of focusing on the relationships that they don't have. I know that this series is going to help you like it has so many already. We want to help you. We're here to help you. So I'm going to send you this resource meant to be with your gift of any amount to the ministry today. Just go online right now. Or call the number on the screen right now and request your copy of Meant to Be. Say, I want it, and uh, we'll get it out to you right away. Here's some more info as well as some additional resources you can request today. When it comes to seeking advice about relationships, marriage, and sex, we tend to look in all the wrong places. The world claims to have the answers, but maybe we've been focusing on the wrong problem all along. In our series, Meant to Be, Pastor Stephen Furtick has open conversations to help us uncover the Bible's best-kept secrets about sex, marriage, and being single. Most of the emphasis when you talk about dating and marriage and singleness in culture seems to be on finding the right one. 
Most of the emphasis when you come to the scripture tends to be on being the right one. For your gift of any amount, we'll send you the five-part Meant to Be series, which includes a message with Pastor Stephen and his wife, Holly, where they share personal examples and scriptural insights on how we can invite God to work in our everyday relationship challenges. Pastor Stephen also explains the unnecessary complications that sidetrack us in relationships, and he shows us what is truly meant to be in our lives when we have Jesus as our foundation. I've been taught all my life to put Jesus first, but that doesn't work. Because that separates him out from everything else. Live as if Jesus was not first on your list, but that he was the center of your world. Visit us online at stephenfurtick.com or call us at the number on your screen to get your copy of Meant to Be today.
Download the free Stingray Music mobile app.
forget about the
they want me to take you to HR. She said, I prayed on this. And she was welling up, and she said, uh, I can't stand at your desk long. She said, but just let, just let you know they're letting you go. I said, okay. And I felt some anxiety. I felt some um, nervousness. I was a bit afraid. And then I went in the bathroom, and I prayed, and I the Lord, you said I was the head, not the tail. You said no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm praying for peace in the midst of the storm. And most of all, I'm praying for guidance on what needs to be said in this meeting. And um, I went in, and God guided my words, and uh, it was just, a, it was, it was just, it was good. It was good. And the HR, you know, they're, I guess they're trained to, you know, uh, look at your body language and stuff. And the whole time, she's, she's. You can see the disbelief on her face because God was engulfed around me, Mr. Sam. He was there. He was in that room. And just the way I'm speaking to you, I spoke to her not one octave low, not one octave high, not emotion, but just truth and and what was laid on my heart to speak. It was receptive, and she said to me, she said, normally we don't, you haven't been here long enough to really get severance. She said, but I'm going to do two weeks for you. I was, And I told her, I said, thank you, Jesus. Oh, wow. That's good. She said, and I'm also going to pay you for the balance of your vacation. I said, thank you very much. She said, and we have some agencies that we use. If you need help, let us know. God was in the mix. I told her how I felt. I corrected her on one thing when she said to me, um, you know, I know it can be difficult when you're trying to support a number of people, blah, blah, blah. I said, no, ma'am, that's the culture I came from. I had seven partners on my desk. I supported them, and I supported them well. I wouldn't have been there 13 years if I had. Mm. You know, I said, and I just told her, I said, I just didn't like the job, and I didn't like the way I was spoken to. It was disheartening, and it was rude. I said, and that turned me off. I said, and I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but I'm being honest, and she was like, we need to know this and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I'm still looking. God's got my back. But I called to t- but I got on to tell you this morning. I said, Mr. Sam and Lisa make me sick. Because you remember here again when you guys, when you were praying and telling me you saw Entrepreneur. Mm, mm-hmm. I was in Chick-fil-A this morning and um, – the cashier that I talk to probably once or twice a month when I go in there, since I've been on this side of town, she said, I told her what happened. I said, and she said, she just turned around and she said, Holy Spirit said, uh, when are you going to start your own business? I said, what? <laughs> I ain't saying a word. I said, huh? Mm-hmm. I said, that just came to you? She said, yes, ma'am. She said, it sure did. Now, this woman don't know me other than, hey, girl, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all she knows, that I'm friendly and, hey, girl, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, you know what? I said, That's coming. I said, God is positioning me for that. The next job I get, I'm going to be taking that with me. My business is coming. In three to five years, it's coming, Mr. Sam. All right, now. It's like I can't, God won't let me escape it. Mm-hmm. All right, now. 
Yeah. So didn't mean to bombard the call with that because I know it's reading, but just wanted to, to share that. Uh, this is what it's all about. It's about an exchange. It's all about growth. It's about yes. testimony because, and in all honesty, I'm glad that you said that because this is something that I'm really, really getting more on. The reading is great, but if you're not applying it, I'm wasting my time. Absolutely. And you're applying it, and you're you're you're, you're coming in and, and see when not only you're applying it, you're showing the struggle. I was upset. Yeah. I went and I went to the bathroom. I talked. I spoke the word. I talked to God. He gave me peace. And through the and, and then the testimony was a favor. These people gave me stuff that they don't normally give. That's what we need to be hearing. That's the encouragement. Because see, and I told you this before when yeah. when you first came on this line, and how I've seen you change. And I told you last time I talked to you, said God is prepared, making you into a warrior. Yeah. You did say that. No, I, I thank you. This is encouraging me because, look, I, I'm, I'm going to be very real. I get pissed if the people ain't applying this because it's a waste of my time and I got too much to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just need you to know that I hear you. I hear what's going on on this call. I take the reading to heart. I may not be on as frequently as I used to be, but I mm-hmm. hear and I listen. And I know when God is sending me his yeah. word because I've been thirsty for it. Come on now. You Come know, on. so I know when Amen. he's bringing it to me. And, I mean, that the look, and my mom, she's like, you sound like old Vanessa. She said, because when we would talk on the way to work or when you would get off and we would talk, she said, I could just hear it in your voice mm. that you weren't happy. I said, mm. but now. Like she told me this morning, she said, now what I hear in your voice, I don't hear happiness. She said, I hear joy. I said, mm-hmm. yes, ma'am. Mm. Speak it. Speak it. Speak it. Speak it. Yes, ma'am. And, and listen, one of them, one of the partners who was instrumental in me being kicked to the curb, it was so funny because he came by my desk around three. This man came by my desk, had a 30-second conversation with me about a blouse I had on. And I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm, God working on your head. That's what's happening to you. (laughs) You're standing here telling me about the color and, ooh, that's great material. Come on, dude, you've never said that. Come on. (laughs) Right, 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 right. right. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Mm Mm-hmm. So there you have it. And. I just wanted to share. Now I'm going back on mute so I can listen to the reading. Well, okay, I got one more thing though for you. Yes, yes, sir. So now that okay, I believe that you are really believing and and accepting that you're going to be going into a business. Yeah. Okay. I can't escape it. Okay. So now this is what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. The next thing that God brings your way. Keep that in mind because you're going to begin to get skill sets preparing you for your business. Okay. So, so the various challenges, the people that you'll be dealing with, all of, God, God is preparing you. He's letting you know you're you're really you're, you're you're receiving it now because, like you said, it was a seed form when I spoke it or whoever spoke it. Now that's turned into a little sprout, so you're receiving it now. So now when something comes up. And you get flustered, angered, or just stop and say, okay, Lord, what is it that I need to learn? 
what what yes. what does I need to do? Because see, that's the one thing. See, a job is like this. You you got a job. You got most of the time. You got set hours. You got set pay. Mm-hmm. You got a system that's already there. A business, you got to develop all of that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so your whole thinking, your whole mindset, your habits, your patterns, all of that has to change. So God is going to begin to actually. He's already started grooming you for it. So now mm-hmm. when you find yourself doing other people's jobs, recognize that God is just developing skill sets in you. Now when you find that you're dealing with irrational people, what you think you're going to do when you have clientele who are upset because, you know, they didn't get the right product or it was a delay? Mm-hmm. Or, or, or what you're going to, when you're doing learning systems on a computer, well, you're going to need that when you have, have to get your stuff organized. So as, as these things begin to happen, recognize that God is just preparing you because, see, Right now, you know, on the job, you got a support system with pay. Like right. I tell people, you get your business started, you might work your behind off, and you still might not get paid. Yep. Yes. So, just, 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 so just, just, just as as things begin to evolve, keep yourself open. Let the Holy Spirit teach you. Let Him reveal things to you. Let Him show you what you need to learn from that specific job or that specific situation. Okay. Okay. I most certainly will. Cool beans. Amen. Cool beans. Now you can go on mute. <laughs> okay. I shall. <laughs> All right. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Anybody else want to get the prayer on before we get to the reading? Anybody going once? Anybody going twice? Anybody going three times? All righty then. Yerko deskiri de komboske de de kandraske de kosti deskiri de kombrani de kosti de 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 komboske de kosandaske de kombokosti de kombrani de kosadaka. Komboske de de kandeskiri de kofaga we come before you today yende de kosti de komboske de kandrani de kosadadeske de kombode de seeking your face. Yet it goes skidded to come both skidded to come around to go fishing to go seeking your face, Father God. Yet it goes did to go more asking for the strength. Asking for your life. Because if we tap into you, Jesus, we had everything we need. Let your word, your spirit, your anointing. Pour forth into our hearts, our lives, our situations, our circumstances. Holy Spirit, minister to your children today. Minister to your children today as we continually move in the fullness of who you call us to be. 
We are your children. As my sister said, we are called to be the head and not the tail. Mm. Help us to walk this thing out in you. Help us to move in assurance that you are God. Help us to get up over ourselves and allow the fullness of your word. 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 The fullness of your in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. Okay, where are we at? All righty. I'm going to start here. But the, both the working in miracles and the gifts of healing function through Stephen. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people, Acts 6 and 8. A vital point here is that Stephen was not an apostle but a deacon in the church. Acts 8, 6, and 7 shows how the gifts of healing and the workings of miracles were demonstrated in the life of Philip, another deacon of the church. And the people with one accord gave heed unto the things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voices, came out of many that were possessed with them. And many were taken with prep, were soft, with a palsy that, that were lame and were healed. Verse 13, who also refers to the working miracles through Philip. Then Simon himself believed also, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. In verse 39, the working miracles again operated in Philip's behalf. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, and so that eunuch saw him and more, and he went on his way rejoicing. Acts 9, 1 through, Acts 9, 1 through 6. The work of the miracles took place as Jesus appeared to Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus. In verse 6, Jesus spoke a word of wisdom to Saul. Arise, go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou shalt do. Verse 9, 17, and 18 demonstrates the gifts of healing to a disciple named Denias, who laid hands on Saul of Tarsus that he might receive his sight. In verse 34, Peter operated in the gifts of healing as a man sick of the palsy was raised up. And in verse 40, he... Hmm. Moko, Shidia Ramboko. Interesting, Father. Mm-hmm. 
We got that article and this shit here right there. Ha. That's it. That's it right there, Father God. That's it right there, Lord. In verse 34, Peter operated the gift of healing. As a man took the pause, he was raised up. And in verse 40, he ministered healing to a disciple in Joppa who had died. And Acts 10, once away, the gift of the word of knowledge operated through an angel. Then in verse 19, the word of knowledge came through Peter. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said, while Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise, therefore, and get thee down, and go with him, doing nothing, I'm not, I'm sorry, doubting nothing, for I have sent him. Verse 44 to 46 tells how the gift of tongues manifested after Peter spoke the gospel to a group of Gentiles. Acts 12, 5-7, the gift of faith operated for the believers by the power and strength of an angel as Peter was set free from prison. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison. Hmm. Hmm. Somebody, somebody needs something right now. I don't know what it is, but you're scared to speak up. You're hearing about the people that I'm reading about in the scripture, and it's stirring inside of you. It's stirring, and it's because it's a different, I'm going to just say, feeling than you had before, and you're not quite sure what to do about it. Just be still and let the Lord speak to you right now. Just be still and let his spirit do that which he desires to do. No need to jump, run, or shout. Just be still. God will be very detailed and specific, and he's releasing unto you that which you need, that which you desire. Just, just let God be God. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Let his anointing and his word do that which is sent to do. In Jesus' name I pray, man. In Acts 12, 5-7, the gift faith, faith operated for the believers by the power and strength of an angel as Peter was set free from prison. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church and to God for him. Behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise, up quickly, and his chains fell off from his hands. We see the gift of prophecy functioning in Acts 13, 1-3. As the prophets and teachers in Antioch ministered to the Lord and fasted, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work unto I have called them. In verse 9 to 11, there was the gifts of work and miracles by Paul, as eating Mr. Swords, who was struck blind for standing against the gospel. We see the gift of we see the gift we see the gift of the work and miracles by the apostle Paul and Acts. 14, 8, 14, 8 through 10. And there stood a certain man in Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked in the same, heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on thy feet. He leaped and he walked. 
So basically what they're doing now is he's going throughout Scripture. He's giving examples of gifts, working in miracles, tongues, and he's pointing out where he's giving it the name, where we will read through the Scriptures and we might not identify it as such. He's pointing out, like, the working of miracles and all the, all the, okay, I'm going to go back. The work, what do you say? The working of miracles with Peter, the, the chains falling off him. The word of wisdom with Peter when he said these men are coming to look at you. Jesus, when he spoke to Saul of Tarsus. He's going through our scriptures and he's pointing out the different gifts as they were functioning in the church. Then the thing is, he said, what he said, and which is true, and which is an example with Vanessa. The gifts did not stop functioning. They're functioning back then and functioning now. So the thing is, what gifting do you have? And how do you function it? Now, I'm going to bring up Vanessa now. Wisdom. She was walking in the gift of wisdom. She knew well. she was challenged in her flesh. She went. She stopped. See, that's what you got. You got to learn. You got to learn. You got to stop. You got to learn how to respond. You got to learn. When they say pray without ceasing because you're constantly going to God, you're constantly because you're fighting, he's giving you what you need. She paused. She went to a place where she could pull and call upon God. God gave her the peace that was needed. Peace is a fruit. She walked in there, and through that peace, she was able to access her gift of wisdom as she spoke to the people in the, in the uh, HR. See, again, this is how the gifting works. The gifting works by you being connected. The gifting works by you forcing yourself to stop, not to respond, not to react, but to respond. The gifting works as you stop and you seek the spirit of God and he begins to work through you. Remember, God works from the inside out. Just as a whole, our flesh wants to react and just do all this stuff. You have to take control of your flesh. See, the order that you're supposed to walk is spirit, soul, and body. So you have to control. You have to make in your mind a decision that I'm going to yield my mind and, sub and submit my mind to my spirit. My mind being my, is in my soulless arena, my mind, my will, and my emotions, my thoughts. God's not going to violate your will. So now, if you just say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just go there, I'm tired, or you just, you just run over off the mouth, then that's your soul, which is just doing what it wants to do. Your, soul, your flesh is running rampant, and, and you're saying, speaking, and all those things, that's your soul. But you have to make a choice. God's not going to make the choice for you. You have to make a choice that you will willingly submit your soul to the leadership of your spirit. Now, once you willingly make that choice, then how does that occur? It occurs by you feeding your spirit. See, that's where the prayer without ceasing begins to come into effect. Because, you, yes, you can make a decision to, I'm going to submit my soul to my spirit, but now i got to feed my spirit so that I can hear from God. See, that's what she did. When Nessa went to the bathroom or wherever she went to that quiet place, that was her, i got to feed my spirit. I got. And see, now this is the other funny thing, too, when we're doing this. It's not always, you know, okay, you learn about it now, but it's not always i got to feed my spirit. A lot of times I'm trying to survive. I'm trying to keep my mouth shut. I'm trying to keep from going off. I'm trying to keep from going post. I'm trying to keep from slapping a shit. That'll go say that out of somebody. Most of the time, that's what it is. I, let's, let's be real. 
Most of the time we're not, oh, well, I'm going to feed my spirit now because I know that's what I need to do. Most of the time it's like, God, I need you right now because I'm about to choke the crap out this person. Excuse me. And you walk away. And in that walking away, that's when you get your Bible, your music, or whatever it is, to build yourself up. Then you can come back and you deal. See, again, these types of gifts work. And even as I'm speaking now, I see the fruit and the spirit how to intermingle with each other. I got to go back to Ness again. She saw I got to stop to go tell to my God. God gave her peace. Through that peace, then she started flowing in the gift of wisdom. Okay. I'm going to go back reading that. And the main thing, and I guess it's, that's what the purpose of all this is all about. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to hear the stories of the prophets and the teachers and the deacons. And What about you? Again, that's what this is all about. What about you? Are you truly trying to allow God to show you who you are in him? Or are you just providing lip service? Or you just ain't got nothing better to do, so you're just on the line going la da 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 la da 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 What about you? All of us have gifts. All of us have gifts. The Holy Spirit is the giver of gifts. And he would love for you to say, you know what? Maybe I might need to find out what my gifts are. Maybe I might need to just let God show this to me. Everything that I'm reading right here, the miracles, the tongues, the healings, the prophecy, all of those are gifts that are given to the church. And if you have accepted Jesus as your Savior, then those gifts are available to you. As I said, the book of Acts is still being written. Are you one of the ones who are going to have your name in it about some of the great feats that you've done? Okay, you don't have the desire to be do great feats. You don't have the desire to do That's fine and well. Like I tell you, Bob, I tell my girl Felicia all the time, you ain't got to worry about to be a leader. Just be a follower of Christ. That's even better. You just be a follower of Christ. You just begin to step out and be obedient to what he's calling you to do. <laughs> so you know what? That's harder than being a leader. You know why? <laughs> Not fact, I'm going to just leave that at all. Do it and find out for yourself. How about that? Okay, where we at? Okay. In verse 9 through 11, there was a gift of the work and miracles by Paul as Elimius, the source who was struck blind for standing against the gospel. We see the gift of the work and miracles by the Apostle Paul in Acts 14, 8 through 10. And there stood a certain man of Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, would never walk. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him, perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped up and walked. Hmm. Paul 
me read that again. Hmm. Death served a certain man of Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked, the same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. Who perceived that he had faith to be healed? Paul perceived. Where does that perception at in this inner man? What am I saying? I'm going right back there when Jesus said, I see your faith. See, this is why you must separate spiritual from natural, because we say that faith is a manifestation of belief in something that has not yet occurred to occur. But in the spiritual arena, faith is real. Faith is tangible. Paul, Jesus saw, Paul saw it in the spirit where he's, I perceive, I see a perception. See what I'm talking about? Again, why you got to learn how to walk spirit, soul, and body? Why you got to learn to walk in the spiritual, the supernatural arena? Paul ain't no different from you, except that he was obedient and applied. <sighs> Paul, who steadfastly beholding him, perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on thy feet, and he leaped and walked. In verses 19 and 20, we see the gift of the work and the miracles that by the disciples after Paul had been, stun been stoned and left for dead outside the city. Howbeit, as the disciples stood round about him, he rose up and came into the city, and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derby. Acts chapter 16 shows the gift of discerning the Spirit through the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit when Paul was forbidden by the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Verse 9 is the word of wisdom of Paul. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man in Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come, over to Macedonia and help us. Verse 18 shows the gift of discerning the spirits by Paul. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of the same mouth. Verse 25 and 26, the gift of faith and the work of the miracles is demonstrated by Paul and Silas. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so the foundations of the prisons were shaken, and in, immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's hand, bonds were loose. Power mm. of God shook that place to such a degree that only it loosed Paul and Barnabas. Was that Paul and Barnabas? Paul and Silas. But it loosed everybody else. Well, are you scared to walk in your gifting? Are you scared of the challenges that you're going to face? Because that's one thing that if you read all these people that we're reading about that were walking in this, they were also facing challenges. And to be very honest with you, let's, I'm going to put the rubber on the road. Your gifting is not going to develop outside of the challenges. But I talked about that the other day, about our wilderness experience. You're not going to walk into the power of God until you go through your wilderness experience. You don't get your master's, your bachelor's, until you go through college. You're not going to reap the benefits or the fruit of your labor until you go through a dry season, until you go through some training. 
even when you get a job, nine times out of ten, it's not a good job until you've actually been there or learned a lot. So, again, we always want all the fringe benefits, but we don't want to apply. We don't want to, oh, I'm sorry. We, we'll do it for that good job or that, that, that education degree because that's something we can see and we know that it works supposedly for those who've been around long enough, supposedly. But that's see, that's what's taught to us in the world. But all the spiritual stuff, well, you know, see, that's a whole nother thing. You know, that that's something that... that I don't really know, and sounds good, but didn't I see a lot of negative aspects to it? And, 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 and you know, and then I'm going to, the biggest one is I, I'm going to get out there and try. That's the biggest mistake we all make because that I has nothing to do with the spirit of God. But you know what? I, I say this much, so I prefer for, this is how Father talk. I prefer for you to get out there and try it. At least it's better than sitting down and doing nothing. Because one of the things about you getting out there and trying it on your own, if your heart is true, something you truly, because in all honesty, to some degree or another, anytime you first start walking out on this stuff, it's going to be you because you don't know the difference between you and the Word of God. It's going to be you because that spirit has not been separated from that soul by the Word of God. To, to the in-depth degree, so you might even think you're doing godly things, and to it you are, but not to the degree of the Spirit of God as he, as he begins to transform your life. So when you first start walking out, you will be walking out in you, and your soul all mingled up with your spirit, but it's only through the continued application, the continued work, just like I talked about your job. You're training on your job to get a better paycheck the training them to go through school to get a better job. You know, I was in court the other day, and I'm sitting there listening to these lawyers. Well, let me see. The paralegal, that's $200 an hour. You're getting $300. Oh, he's getting $400. You know, those fees seem reasonable. I said, ain't that about a shit? There's people getting us an hour. As the judge was looking at I'm saying, but see, what did they do? They have undergone the training for a period of years to get to that degree where now that's acceptable. All I can do is say, wow. What about you? Are you willing to go through training? Okay, you might go through it on natural, but I ain't going through all that spiritual stuff. Mm-mm. I ain't, look, look, I ain't trying to be stoned. Personally, we're talking about me. And I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to see what happens is, as NASA's getting to that point, Felicia, I could say that she's in that point. As life begins to transition, Gully's definitely at that point. As life begins to transition you, your why is changed. Lisa talked about your why being strong enough. Your why begins to change. But that would only make common sense because you begin to change. As you begin to learn more, do more, learn differently, think differently, you begin to do differently. And, and, and it begins to be less and less about you and more and more about him. 
It doesn't start out that way. I'm just telling you, but I'm breaking down process to you right now. I'm breaking down process. Because along the way, as he loves on you, as any parent does a child, he corrects, he disciplines, he trains you. You begin to desire the things of God more than you do the things for yourself. It's just that simple. Now, how he's going to do it in your life, Gully's life, Erica's life, Charles' life, and that, how he's going to do it is going to be different per individual. But see, that's why the Holy Spirit, I call him your mentor, your trainer. Because he works in you differently than he does me. The principal is going to be saying that methodology will be very, very similar. But the, the the details, that's where it's going to be different because he knows what motivates. He knows you better than yourself, and not only does he know you better than yourself, he knows what God has placed inside of you. He knows what's hindering you. He knows what's motivating you. He knows how to push your button. I'm going to say this last last little thing, and I'm going to close for today. And I, I know he won't get mad, but... I was talking to Gully yesterday, and he was talking about his walk and how he's gotten to where he's at and how God, he was making bargains with God. All right, Lord, I, I do this. If you do this for me, I'll do this. Okay. God bless him with that. All right, Lord, if you do this for me, I'll do this. Because God kept blessing him, blessing him, blessing him, blessing him. And finally, that guy, he got he got this degree, he got that job, he got all these different things, the desire that he wanted. Then he was like, okay, I'm going to try this one more time. Okay, God, that's it. God said, no, nah, now nah, you owe me. <laughs> now, remember all those promises you made along the way? I kept my word. Now, what you going to do about yours? I'm going to close out on that right there. That's today's lesson. Questions, comments, criticism, concerns. I don't know if the complaint or concern department is open. That's Pamela Scotty. She might be busy polishing her toenails, so you know. Anybody got anything? That was excellent. Um, Getting ready to. Get off the line. That was good reading. Good lesson. Oh, praise God. Praise God. I'm going to pray for you before you get off here. Okay. Is you ready to throw down? Mm-hmm. All righty. Father God, I'm going to lift up your daughter. Hmm. Hmm. Patience and trust. That's what you're really going to need from him right now. Mm-hmm. Patience and trust. What he's going to be doing in these next few weeks, he's going to really be working with your character as far as patience. Endurance, 
um, seeking him, cutting off that emotional stuff. He's going to really be doing a lot. See, what he's doing now, he's showing you that you can trust him. He's showing you that his word works. So now you just walk this thing out in the confidence with an expectation for him to move. This is going to be vital. I said to you before, as God presents certain things to you, you need to ask him what it is that you need to learn from it. That's going to be vital because what the enemy is going to do, he's going to try to get you flustered and upset and anxious, and then you'll pull into your old self and you'll get emotional and you'll start doing all these different things. And when you do that, you're going to lose your focus on that which God is trying to show you. Okay. Because he's really going to begin, he's going to, begin to intensely, mm, mm, that word is so key, intensely. He's going to begin to intensely speak to you, intensely reveal things to you. But if you're getting flustered, you won't be able to clearly hear from him and move out on what he tells you to do. Okay. So, Father God, I'm going to ask that you strengthen Strengthen that bond, strengthen that connection, Lord, so she can move, so she can be kept. Mm. So she can be kept, Lord, because you really have a great word for us. Mm, ah, it's a lot. Mm. Ooh, girl. Ooh, Jesus. Ooh. Mm. Hmm. Ooh, Jesus. That's a lot that's inside. He's going to begin to tap into. Mm. Mm. It's a lot. I see you really begin to be used by him in a great way. I'm not even going to say some of the things he's showing me about you right now. Okay. But girl, he's got a he's got a lot. I I'll, I'll just say this. Mhm. It's going to require you to revisit some old things, some wounds, some scars. Okay. But as for whole. Mhm. Out of that it's going to be used for his body. Okay. Every joint survive one another. In other words, out of the things that you have gone through, died to, got beat up for, it's going to bless others so they may live, so they may be able to find strength in the very thing that you had to struggle with. Okay. So, yeah, just just, 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 just be patient, trust, mm-hmm. seek his face, and let him lead you into all things. In Jesus' okay. name I pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Have a great day, sir. All right, dear. The same you. All right, bye. Morning, Sam. Yes. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. That's good. I just wanted to. Hmm. (laughs) Nothing, girl. Just wonder what. I was just saying good morning. 
Okay. Just say good morning. I'm going back on here for you. Say something, then I'm going to really mad. Okay. Well, good morning, dear. Anybody else want to say anything? Say anything. Say anything. Nick Brandon Hollis and Matha, who's gonna go search it go search it go search it go rundle go sadesca, who's gonna go search and rundle go sadaka sada, umboranda, saka. Maurice de Marsamaya, humboske, yes, 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 father guy, yet it'll gumboske deke, hoske the gumboskarakanda, yet it'll go say the gumbote the candanda go search it gumboskarakanda, yes, sakara. Charles Grace, which could go say she to 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 go Sakara, which could go say she to go Sundrose, Shiraka, Sakara. Many freed, which could go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she to go Sakara, which could go say she to go say she to go say she to go Sakara, which could go say she to go say she to go Sakara, or a Baka, Sakara. Brand assurance, which could go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she to go Sakara. Push to go session 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 to go go Joshua Fathers, which could go switch to the go switch to go switch to go switch to go Sakara, Robasta, Sakara. Nobody else on the list, which could go Mosque, the Gondandi, the Gosishi, the Gondran, the Gosagara, Sakara. The Moo family, which could go switch to the go switch to 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 go Sakara, which could go Sakasa, Sakara. The Tolan family, which could go switch to 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 go Sakara. Push the Sagara, Sakara. Push the Sagara, Sakara. Push the Sagara, Sakara. 
Kim, Hombosky, Gandrasco, Boskedi, Gandrasco, Boskarani, negotiation, 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 the red
Push, 
Stingray music. All good vibes.
Come on, let's put our hands together and let's welcome to the Rock Church of Virginia Beach. Come on, put your hands together all the way from Long Island, New York, and here for Pastor Tony Sebastian.
I was doing Donald Trump and Washington. Rumbuski to the Gosisha to the Gomorrah. Gosisha to Gosisha to Gosandaka. Horumbuski to Gosisha and this to Gomorrah to Gosidiki. Horumbuski to Gosisha to Gosoran to Gosisaka. Horumbuski to Gosisha to Gosisha to Every time, who's gonna go search you to 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 go saga? Who's gonna go search you to go search you to go search you to go search you to go saga? Who's gonna go search you to go search you to go search you to go saga? Who's gonna go search you to go saga? Train area, who's gonna go search you to go search you to go search you to go search you to go saga? Push to the go station and 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 go station Standard, <laughs>
Tony Brooks in the best Jones Street train area. Oh, yeah, that's what they did. Go station, go station, in Washington. Mark Gully and Church. Switch to the station, go station, go station, go server. Switch to the station, go station, go station, go station, server. Switch to the station, go station, go station, server. Go Shirga, Sumbuski, Shendeska, Paranagasa, Sumboka. Drinking family. Who's going to go see Mbutu? Mm.
Dominare un boschere con boschere cantrascere, un boschere con boschere cantrascere, un boschere con boschere con boschere cantrascere, un boschere con boschere Satanic after school program.
Peace to pass on all understanding. Health and restoration. Supernatural superhuman strength. Push to the
Father, stay free and clear of nonsense to send us that this is in the carnal realm. Yep. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay, I know I got on late. So what was the... We were still into the um, spiritual gifts? Um... Basically, what he was doing was uh, he was going throughout the scriptures and just giving, he was pointing out different acts done by different uh, characters throughout the Bible and the New Testament where they were walking in their gifting. Okay. Okay. Yeah, me and someone last night was talking about um, the special gifts. And um, Jesus did say that we would do greater gifts than what he did. But it's funny on how we let our minds get brainwashed and limited on what we think that we can do. Our minds go what? It's just, it's just amazing on how we let our minds get brainwashed in the carnal to limit for what we think we can do. And just on the healing aspects of Jesus, he brought back sight, he brought back um, ability of life back to dead limbs, he brought back the dead. That's just the name of few. And if you said that we we should be able to do bigger and better works than what she did, then we have to go into the supernatural. Mm-hmm. Didn't say that we'll be able to explain it, but if he can bring somebody back from the dead, we can do greater gifts than what he did. Whew. Yep. That's a definitely an infinity moment. But for us learning to go by for what you actually can see and feel and think of that nothing else matter past that, that's pretty much putting the ceiling on what he said that we can do. Or we have the ability to do. But in the meantime, why they say that, okay, this is real and this is not, but as soon as somebody puts in a claim that they've been to the other side and they came back, they're ready to beat them down and say it's all in your mind. But how can you say that? It's to the point of, and we you get to the point where you're contradicting yourself. And even though we can see right here, I mean, we can see and, and, and feel and taste right here, 
we still want to quiet that other aspect of that spirit, the spirit of the body. But it's but but it's to the point for where you can't quiet it anymore because it's got to grow, it's got to come out, it's got a job to do. And it's getting closer and closer to its time. Just like Jesus said. When people say, Well, why don't you do this? Why? He said, It is not my time, it is not my time. But but as it is written, it's getting closer and closer to that time, so it can't stay silent. It's got, it's got to come out. Now, before, and as I said before, my grandfather always would tell me when I was little, there'll come a time for the black man to take back his rightful place. Also, we'll be walking amongst demons. The reason why we don't recognize them is because we got too used to them. And for what the spiritual body is going to wind up showing, we got to be we got to be um, girded up for protection, and also to keep up our strength because those same group of people that you thought is gone that used to do witch hunts because they just didn't understand. You had those same people coming out now that's pushing racism, bigotry, uh, being a whoremonger of money, of idolatry. They're going to try to flip the script, and we can't let them. Because now it's getting closer to the time of the spiritual body coming up and really showing up and showing out. So we got to believe, we got to stop saying the elephant that's in the room does not exist because it very much exists. If it wasn't for it, then we wouldn't be here. And it's a reason and a season for it. So as warriors, before they go into battle, they go in, they get in their knowledge, they go through their practices of um, being girded up, to be ready to fight, and so in getting on every morning, we're getting ourselves in the position to gird up, to fight, to to show our gifts, and also to be guided. Because we put we put our will and our loyalty over to God, and He's a hundred percent. This other stuff that we get caught up with that we look at, it is not a hundred percent. We know it, but at some point, we just think we got more time with it, and we don't. So in the meantime, we need to be working on our life ever so abundantly. And that's so willing to sit up and say, okay, well, all the flames, all the life has gone out of it, so now that's it, the end. No, it's not. It was it's, it's, it's through transition and hitting those points, and we got to be ready to hit those points in order to push, put God's will into, in, in, in and also to display our purpose for his will to succeed. Because he's going to do it with, it with us or out of us. 
Because he's got all the time in the world. But we're trying to get to that level for where we can understand and we can appreciate it. I'm going on mute. You can get finished. Yep. All right, then. Anybody else got any now? That thing on once, twice, three times, and request. All right, decrees, 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 and prayer request. That's where we're at. Ah. Who has a decree that they would like to decree on the line this morning? Okay, I had looked for mine yesterday, so I'll give me a minute. You're looking at your other person, man? Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go to the Okay. Psalm 66 and 8. Okay. He will look by his power forever. His eyes behold the nations. 
Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Oh, bless our Lord. Huh? That was Psalms what? Okay, that was Psalm 66. Okay, and I'm going down to, um, I mean, 66 and 7, and I'm going to go down to 66 and 10. So bless our God, ye people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard, which holdeth our soul in life, and suffereth not our feet to be moved. For thou, O God, hast proved us, thou hast tried us, as silver is tried. Okay. That's your decree. Okay. Uh-huh. Is that the end of your decree? Yep. Okay. Now, you read that, did you personalize it for yourself? Okay. Renee ruled by his power forever. My eyes behold the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Oh, blessed, my God, you people, and make the voice of his praise be heard. Withholdeth my soul in life, and suffereth not my feet to be removed, to be moved. For my, oh God, has proved me, has proved Renee. I've I haste tried us, and silver is tried. Okay, and I have been tried many times. But I still have my faith. And I'm still seeking guidance to have my steps ordered mm-hmm. and keep my focus on what it needs to be on. And as I have tried to stay on this path, I have to follow the path, not for what I think, but for what the path. And for that, I have to sit still and wait for direction. I also have to sit still and learn lessons that's going to help me along the way. And just like with, um, like I said, the silver was tried. In order to get pure silver or pure gold, you got to temper it. Okay. But then, too, not only 
But tempering, you really got to go through a complete meltdown. But when you temper something, it goes in and it helps to better distribute the heat of what you're working with. But for that total meltdown, it's getting rid of some things that's not needed. And you want to get to the true the true source, the true metal of what you're melting down. So out of that, why it's in that form is more pliable, and you can mold it into what you need. So for what you can, what you what you need to mold it into. There's very few uh, blacksmiths or either pottery. People that send a pottery, they just make something just to be baking it. They usually do it with a with, with a vision in sight and a purpose. But how what they're gonna make, how they're gonna make it, how they're gonna design it. And then they're gonna give it then they're gonna have instructions that come with it to let you know how to take care of it, what it's made of. Huh? No, that was my dad talking. Okay. I mean, so I know we've talked about melting the gold and other materials and then being a, 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 the potter. Mm-hmm. But, it, but what, what, they're, what they're doing is they're taking a solid, a pretty good solid material and changing it over to a more pliable form. Mm-hmm. And like I said, when they make something, it's not just by... Uh, it's, it's, it's not by um, coincidence or either by um, a fluke. They're going in to make stuff, let it be a pot or something else for a reason. Mm-hmm. And they, like I said, nine times out of ten, they will put instructions with it on how to care for it. You know you had my pathway move. I'm not playing with you. <laughs> and even like with a, just like with um glass. And I had gotten um, I was watching something with my granddaughter, and it was showing this little coral fish, and it was showing on how it eats the coral, but then it poops out sand. Okay, so we take that same sand and go ahead and. Put it to the heat to where it's to the point where it's pliable. And you're able to make miraculous things out of that. But then, too, that's a more fragile, much more fragile um, material to work with. So you really got to be careful with that one. But then again, when they make something, they make something for reason. So we have to stay still in order to go through the things we're going through in order to break us down so that when the Lord starts molding us more and more into our purpose or getting us to wake up more to realize our purpose. 
we have to take on that new form in order to become victorious, glorious. Um, see that our adoption papers are definitely are in order. And again, you put heat enough to 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 to, to some things that you thought that you couldn't do. Oh, it's gonna make some changes. The fire gets intense enough, it can make some changes. Time is criticism. Mm, nope, none. No, no, no. All right. Um, Two people text me, won't pray. I'm going to pray for the explorer. If you will settle down, you will hear clearly from God. If you... <clears throat> allow yourself to be caught up in the distractions that are going on around you, they will do exactly what Satan has instituted them to do to pull you out of position. But if you will settle down and allow the anointing of God to keep you, not only will you hear from him, but you also have the strength to do that which needs to be done. There are there's some things that are facing you, some directions that the Lord wants you to go upon, but you will only clearly hear that as you move out in Him, as you settle down, as you allow God to reveal these things to you. it will be more familiar and more comfortable to do that which you already know. But you will have more peace and longevity to walk according to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. The choice is yours as far as what direction and what path you want to be upon. The outcome will, of course, be greater if you will allow the Lord to lead you, but it is your choice. So seek him in this season so he can speak clearly to you as his word enters in and sharpens and frames your destiny. It's definitely a path and a direction that he wants to take you upon, but you have to be willing to walk that path. 
you might not even totally see it at this time, but there's a new and a different course set for you from him. But, again, it's all up to you whether or not you go down that path. And the provision is there for you if you walk down it. If not, walking what's familiar and what's comfortable. But it would not be the perfect will. It would be the acceptable and the good will of God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. That's for the explorer. Oh, boy. Now, for the other person who is texting me that wants prayer. Interesting. Yeah, even though I was praying for somebody else, some of that applied to you as well. <coughs> Um, one of your decrees, or you need to write you out a personal decree, a personal confession. You need to divorce yourself from anxiety. Because, like, you you, you, you step out and, and, and you begin to, you begin to um, walk accordingly, but then you get caught back up into that anxiousness, that, that, that frazzledness, because, mm, wow, well, that's why. Because anxiety has a home with you. It's got like its own little, 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 little place where it's positioned in your life, and so it's not going to just be easily uprooted. It was funny because we were doing the snow, and I was in one particular school, don't ask me why, but when I was around this around this particular set of doors, I always saw this rat that just came out and he ran like a, before me or right after me and just and he had this path. And he just I was like, Okay, so he there he go again. I just looked at him, it's funny because in the snow you could see the path. But he had this little path in a certain area he would come out. I guess the snow blowers would the noise would frazzle him. So he would come out and he would run. I said, either like before, like actually most time, kind of like right before me, but I could see the path. But that was his home, and that's what he did, and that's what he, that was his hangout. And the reason I'm saying that it's the same way with anxiety in you. It's, it's there. And just like that rat, you don't really want it there, but it's, it's so much rooted in you, you just go with it to the point that even though you, even though you will leave it alone for a moment, it still comes with you because it's, 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 it's familiar with you. So you need to write out a formal decree. That needs to be one of your decrees. You need to write a divorce statement for you and anxiety. You need to decree that over your life consistently. 
because even though you might leave anxiety, he follows you or anxiety follows you because it has a place to sit. Just like I'm getting rid of my tenant and I got to get the law to enforce it, you got to use the law of God. First of all, you got to mean it, and then you got to do what's necessary and need for court to stay away from you, and then you're going to have to enforce it because as far as anxiety is concerned, yeah, you can leave him, but he's coming back, so what you going to do? Until you enforce him to stay away, he won't. She won't. So you got a battle on your hand. But the peace that's available to you, you won't be able to walk in until you get rid of this anxiety. So this is where you seek your mentor and ask him to begin to show you what you need to do, what you need to begin to confess, and how you need to begin to walk so that you can divorce anxiety from your life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Oh, boy. All right, who else wants prayer? I hope so. Continue, Father God, to two things, to speak to her and to stir her up. Stir her up in you, but give her clarity to distinguish your voice from hers. Stir her up. Instruct her. Lead God and direct her. But keep her. Keep her. Keep her, Father. Let her not get caught up in the things that you would that she would desire to do that are not in line with what you want her to do. Keep her centered. Keep her focused. Be God and protect her. Yeah. But thank you, Father God, as your word gives her the strength and the anointing to move in the fullness of your spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. All 
Anybody else with a decree or prayer request? Um, give me a second. I'll do my decree. Okay. But I shall remember it is the Lord my God. For it is my God that will give me Samuel C. Farley the second the power to get wealth. The power to get wealth that I can be used to establish his covenant as he so desires upon this earth. He is blessing, ordaining, empowering, guiding everything that needs to be done so I can walk in the fullness of the capacity of his provision. He's using me in the fullness of my capacity. So I can be lined up to become the man of God He's called me to be. Everything I put my hand to shall prosper. As He is ordaining and directing my steps. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 All right. Well, for Hey, Sam, you can pray for Shanice. Okay. Thank you. I thought I lift up Shanice. I hear a little hard headedness and I want to do what I want to do. It's just kind of like where she's at in her life right now. Yeah, I hear you, God, and I want and I want to not, I want to do that, but right now, this is more important, and it's a lot of it. Um, her age. Just stuff. So, Holy Spirit, just continue to cover and keep her. Cover and keep her, Lord. Work with us. What do you say in your word, Lord, that you strive with us? So, continue to strive with this woman of God. As you continue to grow her out of herself, that she can rise up to become the fullness of who you called her to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. 
Um, you can get marshmallow on that one too. You say you want me to pray for or that touch as well? You pray for. Oh, okay. So yeah. And it, it hit her as well, but she she she's a little bit more hard headed than she needs. She's yeah, a little bit this is true. Yeah, she 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 more I'm 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 and she's more beautiful did it. Well I guess that's why she gets along with my daughter because she's got the mouth, she's got a lot more mouth too. Mm-hmm. But Lord cover and keep her as well. But hers also there's um well, as Mark says, there's some wounds there in her life that need to be dealt with. There's some hurt there that that's and it might even be more recent hurt that's causing her to uh cry out a little bit louder than normal. So Father God, just soothe her wounds. Soothe her wounds, Lord. Teach her to draw from you. Teach her to Run to you rather than running itself, Lord. And in that process, she will learn for herself how to draw strength from God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Anybody else want prayer going once? Anybody else want prayer going twice? Anybody else want prayer going three times? I heard my phone beep. Whatever it's like. Okay, done decrees, done prayer requests, done reading. Uh, I think that's pretty much covers everything. Anybody got anything before I get off this phone? Well, I will say ta ta to the and I will talk with you later. Okay, everybody have a blessed one. All right. Bye. Okay, bye bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.